Welcome to the Diving Pod. I'm Ben Moldoff, coach at Tri Diving Academy in Greensboro, North Carolina. And I'm Heath Calhoun. And I'm Aaron Rooney. And as always, this podcast is brought to you by Sideline Scout. Get over to sidelinescout.com. Use our bio and our link tree of Instagram. That really helps us out. Uh, poolside Live at a bare minimum. That is your Tebow replacement. It's bigger, better. I mean, the, the controls are super fluid. It's super easy to use. Make sure you get over there and uh, get yourself hooked up with the best in the business. All right. So we're going to jump in here, Ben, just kind of take us through um, and our listeners through your diving journey. Um, when you started diving your recruitment process and how you got where you are now. Sure. Um, so my diving journey is uh, very different than our, our last guest. Um, yeah. But it starts uh, pretty much the same as a lot of other people. I was a, a pool rat growing up. Um, I grew up in the Western suburbs of Philadelphia. Um, go birds. Um, oh my gosh, you're not a Philly fan too. I am. Um, absolutely. You can't not be growing up there. Um, but there was a, a summer pool that uh, me and my friends like essentially grew up at every summer. Um, and me and a couple of my buddies were there. Um, one day we're about eight, nine years old. Um, like taught ourselves how to do like one and a halves. Um, I'm sure they were terrible. Um, but the, the coach at the time saw us and was like, Hey, you guys should come try diving. Um, sounded like a lot of fun. Um, I loved the flipping. I taught myself how to do a backflip on a trampoline when I was little. Um, and I ended up being the only one that ended up sticking with it. Um, there came a time where the, the coach there was like, listen, man, like this is pretty much as far as I can take you. Um, if you want to get better at this, um, you're going to have to join a club team. Um, and actually referred me to Westchester diving. who was Ron Jenkins, um, who you guys know. Um, so I spent my club years there. Um, I think the only way to really describe my like diving career is just injury riddled. Um, I never had a full season that didn't have some kind of major injury um, at all. Um, so it was kind of hard to progress. It was always two steps forward, one step back. Um, my senior year, um, right, pretty much right before the season started, I think it was October. Um, I had a pretty catastrophic foot injury. Um like open fracture it was it was bad um Yikes. it took like three surgeries to kind of make the foot even really usable um so that was kind of the supposed to be the end of my diving career but i'm pretty stubborn um and i didn't want to i wanted to go out on my own terms mm -hmm. um which is the big thing and i think rom's kind of on board with that um and he was like hey you got a spot at westchester like on the university team um kind of knowing full well um that was probably no shot I was going to finish that season um which is kind of how it went like I got there I had to learn how to hurdle off my other leg um because the, the broken foot was my plant foot um it was a nightmare it was bad it was hard I was just too stubborn to admit it um I'd leave every practice every day kind of limping like almost in tears back to my dorm um but I got a couple college meets under my belt which they were pretty terrible but I got I got it done um <laughs> And Ron kind of pulled me aside and was like, listen, man, um, if you want to be able to, to walk when you're older, like, you've got to stop. <laughs> um, which coming from him, I was like, okay, like, you gave me my shot. Like, I have a lot of respect for you. Like, yeah, you're right. Um, so from there, I, I kind of avoided the pool for a bit. I guess I was kind of upset about everything and, and didn't really want to deal with it. Um, but eventually, I started kind of showing up to, to college practices and, and the club team practices. Was, I missed the sport. Um, which led to, to Ron offering me a job, um, coaching the club team. 
um, which at the time was being run by um, Tom Gallagher. Um, he's unfortunately not coaching right now because he's decided to have a kid. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, I miss him. Um, but from there, I was uh, we got on the same page pretty quick, um, and we figured out like, hey, like we can we can make a good run at this. Um, I think either that year, or the following year, we got um, about ten kids um, qualified to nationals at Ohio State. Um, and then he was actually getting married at the time. So I was the only coach that we sent, um, to my first nationals at, I think 24 years old, um, 10 kids to nationals, which is overwhelming. Um, it was very nerve wracking. These kids were well aware, um, <laughs> Hey, like this is his first major meet and he's by himself. Um, but yeah, it was, it was good. And while I was there, I actually ended up meeting Shan Hoffman. Um, so not long after that, I think it was a couple months, um, I was walking my dog. Um, and she Facebook messaged me. I was like, Hey, I have a full-time coaching job down in Greensboro. Um, if that's something you're interested in. Um, and I, I told her the truth. I was like, listen, like I've never really left my hometown. Um, it's a, a big choice for me. I need some time. Um, I probably took more time than I should have. She was definitely getting antsy. Um, but I decided, yeah, let's do it. Um, so I ended up moving down here. Um, we coached together for a few years. Um, from there, I think that she she pretty much went over the, the circumstances of us um, leaving the team that we were coaching and, and starting tries. I don't think I should really get into any of that. Um, but yeah, so now we're, I'm here, tried, and things are going great. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. So yeah, explain your role with Triad and what your typical in-season day looks like. Sure. Um, so um, she kind of explained that too. Um, we're 50-50 owners. Um, we are co-coaches. There is no head coach, assistant coach kind of thing. Um, we do everything as a team, um, which I think is great. Um, we have different, very different styles and some kids respond to other things and, and they need to learn to be coached by both of us because at a meet, one of us could be judging, the other one's the one they're coaching. Mm -hmm. um, but the days vary. I mean, obviously there's the administrative side of it, sending invoices, paying bills, um, things like that. It's not really exciting. Um, my personal favorite is uh, finding places to practice when the GAC hosts major meets like ACCs. Um, last year they had D2 Nationals, I think you guys were at. Yep. Um, so when those happen, we have nowhere to practice. We have no dedicated dryland facility. Um, we share a gymnastic space or we're allowed to rent a dryland space from them, um, which has just a dry board and then their gymnastics equipment. Um, so luckily we live in an area where people are, are very helpful and are willing to, to accommodate us. Um, coaching wise, I practice, um, again, it kind of varies. Um, we, we switch groups all the time. Um, it's not like one of us is the developmental coach or anything. So, um, it, it changes pretty frequently. It can be one of us coaches one meter, one of us coaches three meter, or we could just split the team in half and say, all right, you guys are being coached by Ben. You guys are being coached by Shannon. Um, which I think is a good way to do it. It's never, two days are, are never the same. Um, it keeps it from getting stale and boring and, and people getting complacent. Um, but yeah, it's, it's something. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, so, you know, this is kind of the part where it'll probably be hard for us to get this from you. We want you to kind of brag a little bit. You've been super involved or maybe involved in some extremely successful divers careers. You know, Nick Harris comes to mind, just one winter nationals right now. You have Bailey and Tanner. There's so many divers that we can name that you have had a hand in, in your coaching career already. Can you just talk to us a little bit, what it's been like being able to work with some of those athletes? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty crazy. So this question kind of made me go back and 
and look and kind of take stock of what I've been able to do. Um, so yes, day one, I had, um, Nick Harris to coach. I also had Brendan McCourt, who's also his mm. teammate at Texas Yeah, um, from the get-go. <laughs> um, it's a good and then problem to have. Greensboro, I had Noah Zawazki, who's like probably the fastest flipper I've ever seen. Yeah. I was <laughs> just saw a video. I just saw a video of his on Instagram and I said the same thing. I was like, wow, I don't think I've ever seen anybody flip that fast. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's crazy. He's in high school. He's doing 109, 307. Um, my, his last day with us before I went off to college, like I called him for triple in on three meter. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, it was, I mean, he's, I mean, he's crazy talented. Um, but then yeah, Bailey Tanner. Um, so I've been, I've been fortunate in that, um, I've had those athletes to, to be able to do it. And then, yeah, it means a lot, but honestly it, it, it forces you to, to really like buckle down and you've got to learn. Um, you don't want to, to do a disservice to these kids um you've got to, to be on their level as a coach um and coming in at 24 years old with a less than stellar athletic career um I, I had a lot to learn um so I went to as many meets as I could um as we could budget for um and I sat there and I learned um so I have fortunate in in zone a that we have Steph Sutton Tim Fisher Wes like all these people who were more than willing to to answer my questions um i'm sure that after a while i got kind of annoying um i just i wanted to learn i wanted to make sure that that i was able to to do what i needed to do to to help these kids be successful mm -hmm. um and i think that that's what it takes and fortunately it's it's worked out well um i've been able to to pick up um and kind of run with it um but yeah, it's, it's been pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, we were, I just feel like we were in West Virginia and we were just sitting there at the Airbnb and I'm like, man, like you, I, at one point we were driving to the pool and it was right. I think it was like the day after Aaron finally met you and Aaron like looks at me and he goes, Ben's kind of like a silent assassin. Like everywhere he's been, there's good divers and he is so like, just, yeah, yeah, they do. Okay. Like, yeah, I try my best. Like <laughs> yeah, it's, it's weird. I mean, obviously there's the, the, the quantifiable achievements like, okay, yeah, you won nationals or you've done this and you've done that. Um, but you see them every day, you know, exactly what they're capable of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's, it comes to the same thing. Like when people are judging, like they are either like very hard on their kids and then they'll do like an okay dive that I guess they usually struggle with. And people go like, sorry, I'm about to go high. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, it happens, but you, you get, I don't want to say you don't get complacent, but you get used to it. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And yeah, you don't want to be that, that guy that's like, yeah, I'm, I'm the end all be all. Um, but it comes with the territory. If you're um, doing what you're supposed to be doing, uh, hopefully the, the results show for themselves. Right. Yeah. Hey, I had a quick follow-up there. Um, he told me last year and I really have come to believe it to be true because we know our own athletes so much better than, you know, this competition on this specific day, how do you deal with, Oh man, I've seen them do it better. And then, you know, man, man managing your own expectations, but also, you know, keeping the athletes cool, calm and collected in a meet when sure they may have hit it for eights, but like you legitimately have probably seen them do it for tens. You know, what's the mentality like there? Uh, it's, it's tough. Um, as a judge, I know that I, I tend to do exactly what I was saying. It was like, Hey, like, I'm sorry. I was low. It was a, a time. I think it was a regional meet. I was low on one of our, our boys, like nine out of 11 dives. Um, 
and so it's not intentional at all um or anything like that you just you kind of get into that like okay like i've seen what he can do it was okay Mm -hmm. um and you feel bad and they definitely they definitely get upset about it um but as long as you can justify it and same with anything else um it's kind of just accepted yeah um but yeah it's beats are are a challenge (laughs) um for, I think for everyone, um, unless you know the athlete really, really well, they're very experienced. Um, but at the club level, you're coaching some kids are eight, nine, ten years old. Um, they're they're just learning. They're learning how to to manage their emotions. They're learning how to to deal with maybe being embarrassed if something doesn't go well. Um, they want to to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it's not perfect, like they they get upset. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's what separates good athletes from, from great athletes is they want, they have that high standard um, and they will do what it takes to get there. Um, they need to be willing to, to accept sometimes things aren't going to go great. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it's good to remind them. Um, sometimes there's some athletes that you don't say anything. Um, you're going to make it worse. You just move on. You kind of gloss over it. You say, Hey, it happened. Um, mm-hmm. What's next? Yeah. Um, so it really depends, um, especially if there's a lot of expectations to an athlete um, and things aren't going up uh, the way that you, you want them to. Um, you've got to kind of figure that out um, amongst yourselves of, of what's going wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so just kind of flashing back to the summer, you know, what did it mean to you? I know we asked this similar question, the same question to Shannon, but what did it mean to you whenever you realized that Tanner and Bailey won junior national titles for triad? Oh, I mean, it, it was, it was crazy. So Tanner's is kind of funny. Um, I was actually coaching the rest of the club team when Tanner's event was going on. Um, so I had dive meets up on my phone. I'm sorry for all the parents that are listening to this. Um, <laughs> I wasn't really paying attention to the practice. <laughs> um, it wasn't very productive. Um, it was at that point, a lot of the kids were kind of winding down their seasons and, and we were kind of easing back anyway. Um, but I was kind of eyeballing it and like, it didn't really hit me um, about Tanner um, until that night. Um, but honestly, I mean, at his age, um, I was more proud of him for, for kind of setting a goal for himself. Um, and then being able to, to work for it, um, understand that, Hey, sometimes things aren't going to go great. Like take the, take the bad dives, take the good dives, mm-hmm. um, learn from them. Like you're not going to do every dive great, especially when you're learning them. Um, cause every dive at that age, you're learning. Yeah. Um, like sometimes, yeah, you're going to do a dive for the first time. It's going to be bad. Um, yeah, what are you going to yeah. do to make it better? Um, yeah. and then just kind of listening and being, and being able to, to put it all together. And luckily it ended up with, with him winning the three meter. Um, he got second on one meter, which I'm sure he was pretty bummed about. Um, but he's moving up this year. So hopefully he's, he can, he can figure out that same attitude and, and be willing to, to do what it takes, make, make mistakes, but, but learn from them, yeah. um, and, and push himself. But Bailey, on the other hand, <laughs> um, I was there for, um, and I don't know how much you guys were following that event, but it started off bad. <laughs> um, I think at one point she was in dead last. Um, she had some pretty rough falls. Um, and it got to a point that I kind of just pulled her, I think it was right before 207. Um, and I was like, listen, like you have nothing to lose. I was like, you're in like 22nd place. Like you got to be top 12 to even make it into this final. Um, enjoy it. Like, you know, you can do this dive. Like you like these dives that you have left. Um, have fun with it. Like spend time with your friends, enjoy it, listen to some music, um, loosen up, like stop trying to be perfect. Yeah. Um, 
she got up there and I think that the first one she did was like 76 points. Like she drilled it. Like I had never seen her rip one like that, like ever. I mean, she'd done some good ones, but she put that one and it was just like pop on the water. Like everyone was kind of just like, what just happened? Um, and then she did the same thing. She did another great 305. Um, and then she, she did a good back uh, two and a half, one and a half. Um, and I think she ended up going to the final fourth, fifth, something like that. Um, we got to the final and I was kind of just like the same thing. I was like, listen, like we, we weren't supposed to be here. Um, let's do, let's keep the same thing. Like enjoy it. Like you got just the optionals. Like you don't like your falls. Um, these are the dives <laughs> you like. Um, and then she like, I think she did an 80, 81.207, um, which was somehow better than the one in prelim. Like um, it was unreal. It was, it's still the best one I've seen her do. Um, and then, demolished her 305 for like 71 points and at that point i was kind of like looking around i'm like dude she might actually have a shot at this <laughs> um she was like 40 points back going into it because of the balls mm. um and then did an okay back twister was i think it was a little short but it was still i mean with a three whatever dd mm -hmm. um enough to to be like 65 points um and then i knew that um Avery Warble had her last dive and I kind of watched her scores and kind of looked at Bailey and I was like, Oh man. <laughs> um, she's not exactly the, uh, the touchy feely type. Um, but I kind of forced her to give me a hug. Um, <laughs> like, that was, that was awesome. Like, I'm so proud of you. Um, she had a really cool moment with her mom, um, before we did awards where like, they kind of just like had a long hug. Oh. Um, and it was in that moment. It was kind of like, it, it validates everything. Yeah. Um, not just like you're proud of your athlete you're super excited for them and i'm sure like a lot of people don't want to admit this but you're proud of yourself as a coach too mm -hmm. um like it winning a 16 18 event um is not easy um it's an accomplishment um that i, I think coaches deserve to be proud of um, honestly um yeah i mean in, in the short time that she's been diving um she's been great uh, i know like shannon feels the same way um, like she's she's really she's really fun to coach yeah, um, I, it meant uh, a lot. Um, and then being able to go to junior or her go to junior worlds um, was just kind of the icing on top of that. Yeah. Well, so uh, this is like I have to be clear when I say this. Ben will send me videos every now and then of Bailey, and all that ever goes through my I text you every time I say she's a freak, and all I ever think about. And for our younger listeners, you do not watch this movie. All super I think bad. about is super bad when the police are like. <laughs> He's a freak. He's the fastest He's the man alive. Left. And I'm like, that's all I think about when she like hits the water. I'm like, she's a freak. Like, I don't know what else to say. And that's all yeah, I think it's, about. It's yeah. I mean, she, she's, she's got some, some real talent. Um, and she's got the, the work ethic to go with it. Yeah. Um, awesome. and she's, she's exactly what you want. Like she's, she's a leader in her own way. Yeah. Um, she's not going to be that vocal leader, but, but she comes in and she works like she that's will. Awesome. I, it, I've written practices specifically to try to get her not to be able to finish them. Um, and she'll make it way further into it than I would expect. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. But no, it, it, it's cool. It's a, it's a really cool experience. Yeah. That's awesome. When that drive matches the talent level and special things happen, there's no doubt about it. Um, so Ben, how do you balance your, your coaching and your life? The, that life coach balance I know in the diving world sometimes isn't always the best. So well, how do you do it? Uh, 
you kind of summed it up. Um, I'm absolutely <laughs> terrible with it. Um, it's I, I said it to someone. I think it was one of my friends who like kind of just doesn't get it. Um, was like it, it's not a life that's conducive to to having this this crazy social life. Um, you you have practices on weekday nights. Like we we finish at eight thirty. Um, you have practices on weekends. You have to travel to these meets. Um, and then just coaching kids can be exhausting. It's not the the easy thing that some people think it is. Um, there's a lot more to it than I think that some people think. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't get to go home to, to see my family and, and my childhood friends as much as I would like. Um, but luckily there's technology. Like I play, I play video games with, I have the same four or five childhood friends that I've had That's my awesome. entire life. Um, That's awesome. We all make the time despite having kids, despite having wives to, to make time to play, play games, just to, it's our, our social outlet. Yeah. Um, cause we, we don't get to see each other as much as we would like. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's a tough balance and you have to kind of sometimes take that step back, um, and realize like, Hey, this is, this is why I'm doing this. Um, and it, I'm sure that Heath, ha- Heath understands, like he's got a wife that like, she's got to understand like this life pulls you away. You're not home as much as you would like. Um, it's, it's a, it's a very delicate balance. Um, luckily yeah. like I, I'm very much, like, I love the sport. Um, I come home from practice and like, if there's something bothering me, like I'll look for a video about how to, like how I can fix this. Um, which I'm sure is not the healthiest thing. <laughs> um, but it, it's how I deal with it because otherwise it'll bug me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I won't be able to sleep. So that's, I get that out of the way. And, um, yeah, it's, I'm not, I'm not good. I'm not the model of how to, how to separate your, your work-life balance. That's, it's bad. Well, we, we hear that more than we hear. I have perfect work-life balance. Yeah, it's, we it's hear... a hard, it's a hard thing to do. And I think that that's true for anything, but I think more so, um, with coaching because it is such a personal thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of piggybacking off of that, you know, what, what would you kind of say are your strengths and your weaknesses as a coach? Yeah, this is another one that I was kind of like, all right, like I got to really think this one through. Um, strength wise, I think that, uh, I have a, a relatively easy time, um, building those interpersonal relationships with these athletes, um, getting them to kind of buy in and understand I'm kind of in that weird age now. And I guess, I mean, you guys are too, we're the same age um of i'm young enough to understand what it was like to be 16 17 years old mm-hmm. um but old enough to be like hey like this is what happens if you don't listen <laughs> um so i'm kind of again that weird middle ground um and i mean i take pride in in how many athletes that have have moved on and gone to college that still keep in contact and come back and visit that's awesome um, Weakness wise, um, I kind of like said before, um, Aaron and even, um, joined was, um, the younger lessons kids, uh, and, and in general, um, I get frustrated. Um, like if you're given the same correction, I'm like, dude, I only have so many ways that I can phrase the same thing. (laughs) Um, you have to take that moment and be like, wait, like, do you understand what I'm trying to get you to do? Yeah. Um, and they look at me like, yo, I get it. (laughs) Why are you not? (laughs) Yep. Um, so it's tough. Like you got to remember these are kids. They're scared. Things are uncomfortable. Um, and you got to take that step back. But I, that's, I'd say that's a pretty big weakness is I do get frustrated. Yeah. I think, uh, you, you said something that just kind of like hit me was I had an athlete the other day and 
she's been working on her double twisting one and a half on one meter. I'm like, you need to snap harder. And that was kind of the correction for, she kind of got that in different ways for like about a week. And then she asked the most amazing question. She goes, when you say snap harder, do you mean earlier? And I'm like, yes, that is what I mean. And then when we started using the word earlier, I've got so like made exponential progress in like three, three days. I'm like, yeah. And thank you. Sometimes it's as simple as that. So <laughs> another one, um, when we were at winter nationals, um, I heard, um, Wes say, mm -hmm. um, for, I think it was inwards, but it works for fronts too. Mm -hmm. When you feel the board stop bending and tighten, that's when you need to start your throw. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. I've been saying that to, <laughs> to kids in a different way for God knows how long. And they were just like, I dude, I thought I was like, I thought I, I was throwing early enough. I thought I was getting my hips up. I'm like, I said it that way. And one of them just looked at me I was like, that makes way more sense. Yep. That's <laughs> I started like they could feel it. It was tactile. And like, they have that moment where they're like, all right, hands move. Yep. Um, hips you pop right up. It was like, all right, that was cool. Um, I wish I saved myself a lot of frustration and knew that <laughs> six months ago. Yep. Um, but cool. Good to know. Put that one in the tool belt. Yep. Um, for no, sure. That, those things are, I think that that's important for every coach to, to know yeah. their weaknesses. Yeah, for sure. Well, and, and the other thing too, you mentioned your frustration, especially saying similar things or rephrasing it in a different way, but still essentially giving the same correction. Um, what I get frustrated with then is if the correction is just not being made, make sure you as a coach are continuing to have the best at the best interest of the athlete in mind because it's easy for us to say all right let's move on to something else or you know what let's let's come back to this next week and sometimes I struggle especially in high school because we really don't have much time it's like all right I know that's not where we want it to be but in order for this eighth grader to be a really good senior diver I cannot have him move on I cannot right. have him have a bad jump or uh, his arms in the wrong position. So sometimes I catch myself saying, you know what? I am frustrated right now, but we need to figure this out because we need this to get where you want to be long-term. No, and I think that, that that's massive to be able to, to identify like, okay, yeah, like it might not be working, but like this needs to be a priority. Um, we need to fix this and we need to fix this now. Um, versus like, it's a minute kind of thing where like, yeah. I'm just trying to get this to pretty up. Yeah. Um, if it's like something dangerous, like they're throwing their head back on gainers or something, right. like that, you need to fix that now. Yeah. Um, yeah. if it's going to be a, a dangerous thing, um, yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter how frustrated you are. Like you've, you've got to fix it. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. and yep. yeah, it might, it might take a little bit more time than you want. It might make you go off whatever the workout you were doing. Um, but you, you got to take that time to matter. You, you got to do right by the kids. Like you said, um, you got to yep. make sure that you're providing safety um, and stuff like that. Um, no matter it's, you got to put them first. Yep. For sure. All right. So uh, next one I have here, what's your favorite diving memory? <laughs> uh, like I said, I, I had a, a ton of injuries. Um, and I mean, obviously like following up, oh yeah, I won like an Olympic silver medal or I won these things. <laughs> um, mine was honestly, so I had that really bad fat foot injury, um, my senior year. Um, and against, um, a lot of advice, I managed to dive in my senior night. Um, I pretty much did a voluntary list, um, with my foot taped and God knows what else on it. Um, but it, it meant a lot to just to have that closure of my high school yeah. career um of like i wasn't supposed to be here like let's just enjoy it and like truly enjoy it for what it is and not care how, how bad my dives were or what my score was um it it meant 
way more than it would have had it been under normal circumstances. So, so piggybacking off of that, Ben, uh, it's just something I have noticed. You talk a lot with your athletes about like, enjoy it, enjoy it. Do you think you going through all of that as an athlete now gives you kind of a different appreciation for not the performance side for your athletes, but more just like taking in the experience side for the athletes? Yeah, I, th- I think that it does. Um, it's hard for it not to, um, especially like this this time of year. Um, you see all these these seniors in college posting about, "Hey, this is my last college dual meet," or like, "Hey, like I'm um, my diving career is over." Um, just reminding them that like, hey, no matter how bad this workout sucked, or how much harder conditioning seemed, or or how brutal this was, or how mean I was. Mm-hmm. Um, enjoy it enjoy spending time with your friends because as one day it ends yeah um and you'll be next thing you know you'll be 31 on a podcast kind of wishing you could go back um and, and kind of take it either a little bit more seriously or, or do something different um and just have that that one more practice with your friends and just the sport that you love yeah um, like i know that's cliche um but it, it, it truly sucks. Like looking back at it and like, dude, I would, I would kill to go back even. Yeah. I'll do, I'll do a thousand burpees. Just let me have one more practice. It's yeah. Like, it's funny. We were, I was talking with my athletes the other day and one of them, they said something along the lines of like, yeah, but you like had this big accomplishment at the end of your career. I'm like, yeah, but you guys don't realize I would happily give that up to go back and have another meet against St. Cloud. Like, even if I didn't yeah, win, absolutely. like just, like it's just to have another meet with your friends. And it's like, I don't have to worry about bills or any of that. It's like, I yeah, just get to go have fun again. It's truly, it's truly the best time of your life. Yes. Um, like I know people say that about so many different things. Um, but as, as a very washed up athlete, like I would, I would kill, um, to go back and be able to enjoy that again. Yeah. Well, absolutely. and and it it goes away quick too. I like I know that none of us are quote unquote old, even though I feel very old. But oh, I, I got on the I got on the boards on Wednesday. Just we were doing a vol meet the next day. The kids were excited. It was a lull in the season where they needed a little kind of like I don't know. I guess inspiration. And so I got on and I did some balls and so much fun. Yes. But the next few days, I was just in so much pain. I mean, my legs We went to a summer pool. I did kind of the same thing. And, like, first of all, I almost, like, literally the first dive, I did a back dive and almost landed on the board. <laughs> um, so Shannon was like, do not do that again. Um, I came up. I Like, I knew. I flipped it over. Like, I knew I was close. Like, it was fine. Um, but she's like, do not do that again. Um, and it was fine. Like, I was, like, just messed around. Um, obviously, I'm not capable of much. But... Um, I woke up the next day and I was like, oh my God, like, I know I'm out of shape, but like, dude, like I did like <laughs> 10 dives. Like, why does my entire life hurt? It's brutal. Um, I was like, geez, all right. This is, I guess this is where I'm at in my life now. Um, <laughs> yeah. well, and I have just maybe a little too much ego. I was really good at entries and now I feel like I can still be good at entries. So of course I'm saving everything underwater. And that quick jolt movement, like I came out of the water one time, like, yeah, that one hurt my neck. Oh, yep, that one hurt my abs. <laughs> that one hurt my back. Like, what am I doing? Why am I trying so hard? Like, yeah, I'm done. It's fun. I'm I guess done. it's funny. And like, you want it, you want to, <laughs> to kind of put like that emphasis on like, hey, I know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> and then you end up like kind of just like making yourself look like an idiot, but it's fun. Uh, well, I, yeah, I mean, I, there are so many times I'm like, all right, guys, I know 
my shoulders are in the wrong spot. So just ignore that, but let's just yeah. watch the rest of it. You know? <laughs> again, like, just like ignore pretty much everything. That yeah. I do as I say, not as I do. Like, everything this is gonna be bad. Right. everything yes. I did wrong, no. Yeah, like, I know what I did. I know <laughs> what I did. I just... All the stuff I did right, that's what I want you to watch. There you go. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, you know, kind of continuing on with like these memories and these thoughts from the past, what has been the most nervous moment of your coaching career and how did you handle yourself in that situation? Uh, <laughs> I think you're asking this cause you know, the answer. Um, I laughed when I, when I read this. Um, so it, it would be like when, when Bailey's platform event, um, kind of started going off the rails. Um, I had, I didn't know what to do. Um, I felt like I was failing her. Um, I couldn't say the right things to, to kind of help get her back on track. Um, and it, it got to that point where I was like, all right, we don't have anything to lose. This is true. I'm not lying to this girl. Um, like, let's, let's see, like, she's taking it seriously. She's, she's, she's trying too hard to be perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, and, it, and look where it's gotten her, um, have fun with it. Um, so like I pulled her aside and, um, ha luckily it worked out. <laughs> Um, it could have gone very poorly, I'm sure. Um, and we, this would be a very different conversation if it was happening at all. Um, but typically, like, I'm a mess at needs, man. Um, again, general across the board. Um, I think it's kind of like other coaches kind of know, like, dude, like, what is wrong with him? <laughs> um, I get way more nervous as as a coach than I ever did as an athlete. Because um, you're in control as an athlete. Like, it's you. You go up there. You do it. You're responsible for it. Um, as a coach, you know, that you've done your best to prepare these kids and you hope it's enough for them to succeed. Um, but all you really have control over, you get to say a few words and send them on their way and kind of pick up the pieces if, if things don't. Um, and I'm, I'm still learning how to do that, honestly, mm -hmm. um, yeah. how to, how to handle myself so that the kids don't realize that I'm as nervous as I am, um, how to, to kind of inspire them to, to do what they can do. Um, but yeah, that was, I was a, tra I was a train wreck there. It was bad. Um, I did not handle myself well. And hopefully if there's another situation like that, I'll, I'll handle myself a little bit better. Um, but it's, it's hard, man. It's tough. Yep. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. And the, the other one I had here, um, what goes through your mind when you send a top tier athlete to college, right? You've built this bond with them. I'm sure it's hard to see them go. You also have this excitement for them for the next level. How, you know, how does that go? You know, when you send kids to an elite level at the college, at the college setting. Um, yeah, I think that, that, that does a pretty good job of summing it up. It, it sucks, man. <laughs> um, it's honestly, it's my least favorite part of coaching. Um, Cause you're right. You get, it's hard not to get close to these kids. Um you see them probably more than some of them see their parents between school, work, diving. Um, it, it's, it's hard. Um, that's on a personal level, like there's that side of it. Um, you see them at their best, you see them at their worst. Um, like I've, I've gone to the emergency room, um, with one of my athletes when she got hurt, I almost fought an x-ray tech for her. <laughs> Um, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, it was, it's like you, you care, you care about these kids. Um, and then you have to let go. Um, yep. and yeah, I get it. It's part of life. It's part of progressing. Um, it, it doesn't make it any easier. Um, 
you hope they come back, they visit, um, you're excited to see them. Um, and then there's the professional side of it. Um, and I'm probably going to put a target on my back for saying this, um, but it is incredibly frustrating um, to send an athlete to college and have them come back and they look way worse than when they sent, were sent there. Sure. And let me be clear. I'm not saying all college coaches are bad. I'm not blaming college coaches in most circumstances. Um, you can blame a million things before you get to the coach that they have all this freedom. Um, yeah. No one's cooking for them. They have way more free time. Um, they're just not, not taking care of themselves. Um, they could be diving less than they were when they were on a club team, um, sure. depending on the program. Um but it, it's hard to, to see that. Like I had all my hard work and I, I get it back and it looks worse. And now I got to yeah. square one. Um, so Heath, no pressure. <laughs> I, I said that I didn't tell Aaron, but I said that to you the other day, you sent me a video of the athlete who's coming to dive up here next year. And I said, Oh man, I just got to hope I don't screw it up. And he says, isn't that always the goal? And I'm like, yeah, it is. Yeah, it, it's, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just, I'm just giving you a hard time, but it's, it's, it's true. I mean, that. like I said, it's gonna. I think that, more people feel that way than are willing to kind of say it on a very public forum like this. Yeah. Like I said, I, let me be clear. I'm not blaming college coaches. Yeah. Um, yeah. The way the season is set up, it's not conducive to work on some of the things that they need to work on. Mm-hmm. And they know that. Um, and your jobs are on the line where yeah. if well, you don't and, perform, you can lose your job. And the other thing too, that I just thought of is, you know, the open line of communication between that new college coach mm-hmm. and the club coach that got them there essentially I feel like every diving coach in America and I could be overgeneralizing, but if a college coach were to call up and say, Hey man, I'm actually struggling with this, with one of your athletes, you know, what would you do in this situation? I feel like that doesn't happen as much as it should. And that's a really easy phone call to make. And honestly, I can tell you for a fact, and this is not about me, um, that I know of one of the most successful college coaches in this country does that. Ah, that's awesome. Um, we'll reach out to club coaches, um, say like, Hey, this kid's struggling. Um, can you talk to them? Can you figure out like what's going on? Um, so I know that that's hundred percent true. I know for a fact that that happens. Yeah. Um, well, I think that's common sense though. Like my brain right. with, with like a counseling background or psych background is like, my whole logic is get as many free resources as I can around every individual person to be successful. And it's like, I would be an idiot of a coach if I'm not calling you and saying, hey, so-and-so is having this problem. She says that they've had this problem in the past. What did you do in the past? Or, hey, can you talk to him, make sure everything's okay? Like, that just seems so simple. Right. It's a simple thing of putting your ego aside. Yeah. Um, yep. which I think That's it. There's there's a lot of, of ego in coaching. Um, whether there needs to be or not, I guess, is a debate that, that a bunch of people can have. Um, but if, if you're willing to, to put that ego aside and, and do, do right by the athlete, which is, is what we're all supposed to be trying to do, um, you'll, you'll get the result that you want. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't, I don't think you're alone in that either, Ben, you know, there was another coach who we were at winter nationals and we were just sitting there with them and they go, that athlete's one of only three that got better in college when I sent them away. And it was a very prominent team. And I'm like, whoa, that kind of like blows my mind that. Uh, I mean, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's a, it's a case. Like it, I know, I know people feel that way. Um, yeah. Like I said, I don't want it to come off the wrong way. I think, um, yeah. I will, I will blame the system before I ever yeah. blame the coach. 
um, in 99% of cases. <laughs> sure. Right. Um, but it's, it is a, it's the worst part. <laughs> it is, it is brutal. It's hard. And like, I have, I have a group of five seniors right now. Um, like most of them have been with me since I moved here. Um, they've been with me their entire diving careers. Um, it's, it's going to be hard to say goodbye. Yeah. Right. Um, it's, you get close. Like I consider a lot of these athletes family. Yeah. Um, like I said, I don't, I don't live near my family. Um, I see these kids every day. It's, mm -hmm. um, they, they are part of my life. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. Without a doubt. All right. We'll get into our signature questions here. Uh, we don't treat failure like it's a bad thing, more of an opportunity for growth. So from that perspective, what would you say your favorite failure has been? Um, yeah, this is, this is when I had a, a lot of trouble with trying to think of, um, and I'm kind of going to go a different direction with it. And, um, cause it's not, it's not diving related. It's not really a failure, um, of any kind. And I, I really question whether I wanted to even bring it up. Cause I don't want people to, to think I'm talking about this for the wrong reasons and wanting attention. Um, but almost four years ago, um, I ended up needing an emergency brain surgery to remove a brain tumor. Um, that was kind of, affecting my vision like my peripheral vision was closing in um and at that age I, was, I guess 27 um young people think they're invincible um that these things can't happen and you have plenty of time to figure things out and and all this stuff um and having that happen um it kind of it changed everything um you're faced with <laughs> it's kind of more but you're faced with your own mortality mm -hmm. um I was sitting in a hospital room by myself. They brought in like DNR paperwork. Um, wow. I was like, yeah, I'm not signing that. <laughs> um, wow. But it, it changes everything. It changes your perspective of everything. Um, and it was kind of that moment where I realized like, hey, like, yeah, I've been kind of coaching, but I kind of want to do this for like different reasons where I want to make sure that I'm, I'm building good people. Um, I don't care necessarily if, like it's, if you win nationals, awesome. It's awesome. I'm not going to deny that. Um, but if you go on and you're a good person, um, that's, that's what I care about. And, and having that experience and it, it was awful and don't get me wrong. It was terrifying and on all those things. Um, but I think that that is the single biggest life-changing moment of my life was having to, having to deal with that. Wow. I didn't even know that story. Thank you for yeah. sharing, man. That's that's pretty intense. That's that's powerful. Yeah, like I said, I don't I want to be a Debbie Downer. I don't want people to think like, <laughs> hey, like he's just saying that because he wants people to feel bad for him. Um, please don't. Like I said, it's it ended up being a blessing in disguise. Um, everything's good to go, and it yeah, it's a lot. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. Hey, no, we're just thankful you're you're still here, still kicking it, and uh, coaching some amazing divers. Um, so yeah, I'll move on to the next one here. Try to lighten it up. I guess maybe, maybe not, maybe, <laughs> maybe even not. <laughs> uh, what do you think USA diving can do to improve? Yeah. Let's lighten it up. Um, <laughs> yeah. no, um maybe not. If, that might if, need to be a separate podcast. No, I, I'm not in the business of just putting repetitive targets on myself. Um, <laughs> no, if you asked me a year ago, my answer would have been very different. Um, so like I thought communication was horrible for the longest time. Um, especially as a new team, a small team, um, not knowing where these meets were going to be, um, made it impossible to budget. Like I didn't know what to charge people for meet fees. I didn't know what to, to do for these things, um, for our team. 
Um, and then as an extension, families have no idea what they're about to spend on a season. Um, and that goes up until like a couple months before it was happening. Um, this year, since Olivia's taken over, um, she's done a great job in the, yeah. on that front where we know where everything is. Um, we knew, okay, like, yeah, it's going to be expensive. We got to go all the way out to California, mm-hmm. but we know about it now. Yeah. Um, we know what to expect. Um, I think that that's massive. I think that that's a huge improvement. Um, it seems very minor, um, but as a quality of life thing for uh, an owner and a coach, um, that's massive. Um, I think that the the major thing that they can still improve on, and I think that it keeps getting harped on, is just opportunities, um, learning opportunities, whatever. Yeah. Um, so when Nick Harris first made a, a tier three squad back in, uh, I don't know, 2000, I don't know, 17, I don't know, 18, mm-hmm. um, they had a tier three camp. And they used to do these tier three camps where the athlete and their coach went out to, I don't remember where they went, um, Tom went. Um but all these athletes and their coaches, these great athletes, great coaches all come together. They coach each other's athletes. They learn from each other. Um, and those, those things are huge. Like he came back and he taught me so much about what he learned there. Um, and yeah, I understand USA diving has no money. We all know. Um, it's, they're very open about it. Everyone knows it's not a secret. Um, but I think that there's opportunities to either mitigate costs or maybe even make a profit. If you say, okay, these, tier three athletes these tier two athletes whatever um they're gonna have this camp and um their way is paid or they have the the athletes are there for free or whatever you want to do um but there's also 15 spots Mm -hmm. um that anyone can sign up for Mm -hmm. um coach athlete whatever um they can come they can learn they can be a part of it um and if you can't do it on a nationwide basis maybe break it down into zones or just Mm -hmm. the northeast the southeast whatever um I think that there are ways for them to provide us with more. Yeah. Um, I think that the fact that the PDCA exists yes. um, and they're, they're working towards those things is great. Um, and I, I love what they're doing, but should they have to be doing that? I think right. is the, the real question. Um, like I said, it's way more complicated than, than I even know. I'm sure. Um, I'm sure I'll get some angry message. Um, but I think that that's the biggest thing is I feel like we buy these, these USA diving memberships and it's a glorified insurance policy, Mm. Um, which is fair. I mean, that's, that's okay. If that's all we can do right now. Um, But if we're, if we're going to do something as an organization, like they need to stick to it. Yeah. Um, Instead of just keep flip flopping like, Oh yeah, we're going to do this. And then six months later you find out, no, we're not doing it anymore. Mm. Um, But no, I guess that's, that's, my little rant. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Thank you. Um, all right. Favorite drill it can be dry land, water, whatever you'd like to pick. Uh, it's another, cause it's so situational. I think it, it's tough to answer this question. Yeah. Um, depends on what you're trying to fix, but, uh, um, one that I enjoy and athletes hate, um, is, um, starting in like a, a deep squat tuck on five meter, um, jumping up and either doing just a, a straight pop off, um, or a back dive tuck. Yeah. Um, just forcing them to, to really use their legs and jump up. Um, you can move your shoulders. Um, it's not going to end well. <laughs> better jump up. I can see it right now. Um, you move your but shoulders. no, I think that that's a good one. It's definitely not a fan favorite, um, but it does exactly what it's designed to do. Um, right. You will be jumping up. Um, you will use your legs. Um, 
I think that that's the big thing. Like oh, I said, we don't have dry. We have a dry board, and that's it in dry land. Yeah. So that's no awesome. belts, no trampoline. That's great though that you're able to make do and figure it out and get creative. That's what you have to that do. Gets, you have to be um, teaching teaching big dives without the equipment that some people have. Um, yeah. You have to be creative. You have to be consistent and have a plan. Right. That's. I think that's even like a, we don't talk about that a ton on on the podcast, but I think that's like a really important thing to hear. Is like you're sitting here talking about you know Bailey doing back three and a half and you don't have belts like you don't have all this fancy stuff and it's like look you can still produce elite divers without that equipment with that equipment would you and shannon kill for it of course but oh yeah absolutely I would, I, 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 if i had a, i don't need anything like give me a, a trampoline and some belts right um yep. and i'll be able yep. to do a lot more but like i said yeah it's i think that's important for people to hear yeah um, would everyone love to have all the resources in the world that that some of these bigger programs or bigger college programs have mm -hmm. absolutely i would love yeah. that stuff yeah, you're silly. If you I don't kill say for that. a set TiVo system. <laughs> yeah. um, but like I said, the the facility we're in, it's a, a great world class facility. But they have they want to be a competition facility. Mm -hmm. right, um, right. They are that is what they were. That's what it was built for was to bring an economic impact um, by hosting these major meets. Um, they've kind of been amenable. At, we are looking at at getting a at sideline scout. Um, but things like dryland, like that's not going to happen in that facility. And right. We're not in a financial position to have our a dedicated dryland facility. Um, and there are a ton of programs that are in that kind of same boat. And just knowing, like, yeah, it's possible, um, but you have to to make sure that you're doing things the right way. Um, don't push things too fast. I think that you know you brought up Bailey's two hundred seven. I mm -hmm. think she had done like. 50 to 100 206s <laughs> like she was getting mad like she was getting frustrated she's like when am i doing this I'm like well uh, <laughs> I, I even like remember you saying like she was ready to do it before you were ready for oh, her yeah. to do it's, it yeah and it's true i 100 I, yeah that's definitely that's true awesome. i was like i wanted to make sure that like hey when this is done like because we don't have they have a sparger system but it keeps breaking so they stop fixing it um there's bubbles there but we don't have access to it on a regular basis so i want to make sure like when this happens it's gonna be done right like you're standing on top of a 33 foot building throwing yourself doing three and a half somersaults like if you do something wrong and you get loose on the kick like you're gonna hurt yourself yeah um even more so the case with with what we're training now um like it's got to be done the right way there's no if it's not ready it's not ready yeah um, don't rush it because there's outside pressure um, which I think is a good point because like she does post those videos and you see the comments. Like it's hard. I'm not gonna lie, I see the comments. Yeah, yeah. Um, I laugh. I read them. Um, people tag me in them, and I just kind of gloss over. Like it's it'll happen when it's ready to happen. Yeah. Um, and it comes back to this. I've said it a ton of times. Like you got to do right by the kid. Yep. Um, yep. she's 17 years old. Um, you got to preserve her body and don't do anything selfishly. Um, because yeah. you want the credit for it. Right. Yeah, um, good point. But yeah, it's it's possible. If anyone's listening and doesn't have any of that equipment, it's it's frustrating and you wish you had it, but um you can do it. Yeah. Um all right, next one is best advice given and or received. This is another one I kind of struggle with. Um if I had to give advice to to coaches cuz like I said I started my first nationals I was 24 maybe. Um the best advice I could give someone in that kind of similar boat is like, is just listen, don't be afraid to ask questions. 
Um, I was going to meets and I still do. Um, I sit on deck. I'm there all day. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't go home and nap. I'll hit the hospitality room and eat, but if I have the opportunity to be there, I'm going to sit, um, listen to, to coaches, he coaches. I don't normally spend time with, um, unfortunate to be around, like I said, the, that zone a group yeah. on my entire career, but going to nationals and, and seeing Jeff bro and, and some of these other like Oleg and just sitting there. Um, they don't necessarily know I'm listening to what they're saying. <laughs> um, but it's, it comes down to those things like learning how to phrase things differently. It all, you're saying the same things. Everyone's saying the same things mm-hmm. at a certain point. Um, but Hey, like, like I said, the one with Wes, it, it made sense. Yeah. And it, it was kind of that moment where I'm like, Oh man, that's a great one. Yeah. And you hear those things and, and you see what their divers are doing and you get ideas. Um, those learning opportunities are super, super valuable. Like I can't overstate that enough. Um, so if, if you are in that boat and you have those opportunities, take advantage of them. Um, as far as advice that I've received, um, <laughs> I have so many Ron Jenkins quotes going through my head. That's what I was just about to say. Give us a good Ron Jenkins. <laughs> a lot of them are just not appropriate. I can't say, them. Um, <laughs> yeah. but, um, there's a, there was a poster and I think it's actually the same quote that Shannon said, uh, is get comfortable being uncomfortable. Yep um because it, it's yeah it's true for diving like those you're always going to be nervous you're always going to have that uncomfortable feeling but it's true in life yeah um how many jokes do you see of like people like oh like adulthood is like just like being scared to call the doctor <laughs> yeah um that's that's what that's what it is it's what life is you're constantly uncomfortable um and if you can't understand that and and make do and and do things despite not feeling a hundred percent comfortable doing it. Um, you're in bad shape. Yeah. Um, you need to be able to do those things. Yeah. Um, and where's a better place to, to learn how to do that other than in a sport where there's no real repercussions. Right. right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what question aren't we asking that we should be? Um, I think that, um, there's kind of a couple different ways it would have to go is, um, we keep asking people like, what is, what can we have the governing bodies do better? Like what can the NCA do better? USA diving, um, what have you. Um, but what could, for coaches, what could a coaching community be doing better for, for Ooh. not only each other, but in general. Um, and then for athletes, like what do they want from themselves as a group or what do they want from coaches? Um, or in, in general like that, um, just kind of flip it a little bit where it doesn't necessarily have to be the governing body that needs to improve. Like we sure. need to improve. We're not, we're not producing yep. the athletes that the Chinese are. Yep. Is that USA diving's fault? Probably not. They're not out there coaching anyone. Yep. Um, we are, um, what can we be doing better? Um, I think we get a lot, a lot of different answers. A lot of them will be similar, but I think that that's a, a good one to be asking. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Um, well, before, before Aaron, uh, kind of does our send off Ben, as always, I love talking to you about diving and getting to uh, just kind of chat and shoot the breeze with you. And, uh, I love when I get text messages about whether it's the recruit that's coming here or Bailey or any kids, um, just keep doing everything you're doing, man. It is awesome to just see how awesome you're doing down there at triad and everywhere you've been. And, uh, it's awesome to actually be able to call you like a friend and got to stay with you at West Virginia. Super, super fun and keep up all the good work. And thanks for joining us. 
No, absolutely. Like, I, I appreciate you guys having me, taking the time to talk. Um, like I said, I'll, I'll talk diving all day. Um, <laughs> we, we did it until the wee hours of the morning all, every day at West Virginia. So, like I said, I appreciate the opportunity. No, 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 no. We did not. Aaron went to bed at 10 o'clock every That's night. True. Yes, that did happen. <laughs> Dude, I, I'm an old soul, man. Leave me alone. I like to go to bed. <laughs> yes awesome 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 go ahead Aaron. sorry he's gotta brainstorm all these uh nicknames when he's <laughs> yeah. oh no we're gonna bring the nicknames up again yeah, huh? you better go to sleep earlier if you want to just brainstorm <laughs> some nicknames <laughs> all right well if you're out there listening hit us up on instagram we are at the diving pod our gmail is the diving pod at gmail.com i just wanted to give a quick shout out to dan benner he sent us an awesome email that was appreciated so thanks dan i know you're out there listening um Go to divingpod.itemorder.com. See that new online store. Check it out. Enter DivePod at checkout. That gets free shipping. I'm telling you, those garments and those hoodies and the hats, they're all pretty dang sweet. So uh, thanks again, Ben. Uh, huge pleasure, huge honor to be able to chat with you tonight. Yep, I said I appreciate it, guys. All right. We'll see you next time.